Welcome to the Teenage Daydream Podcast. I'm Jet. And I'm Jen. And we got the podcat here with us. She's doing some purring, checking yes, on our I notes. Can hear her. <laughs> <laughs> She's just very excited about One Tree Hill. As she should be. Uh, right? We are on season two, episode 16. Uh, somewhere a clock is ticking. Which doesn't even play in the episode. This happens all the time, though. I know, but this is actually a good one. Um, I just, I still just think that if they're going to be naming every single episode after a song, that they yeah. should at least, like, even if it's just a random background song, like, put it in there, man. Well, because, right, because it's like a Snow Patrol song. It might not, it's pretty close mm-hmm. to, like, the Snow Patrol song. Like, it's up, you know, top whatever. Yeah, although I think the Snow Patrol song is um, the one that was in Grey's Anatomy. Oh, Chasing Cars. That's the one. Hmm. Um, maybe <laughs> this is just my Snow Patrol song. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, it's on, like, that album. Like, the like the Snow Patrol. Like, the 2004 yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever, like. Um, but, yeah, like, because they're clearly just, like, playing, picking songs for titles that somehow are wordplay as to something. Right. In the episode. I mean, 95% of the time. There's been a few times where we've been like, hmm. What's the context here? Yeah. But yeah, like, is someone just like, well, I guess back then they wouldn't have been Googling. Well, they could have been Googling. Technically, Google existed. Um, but just like, you know, find a name that has something to do with a time crunch, time clock ticking. Ah, here's one. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we start, I think, with what? Some sort of Lucas... Yeah, voiceover um, quote. He's like, I can't remember what the quote is because... Who cares? Once again, yes, I paid <laughs> little attention when Lucas is talking at length. Um, the amount we're, so we're going to end up hating on Dawson and Joey is going to be so... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's going to be on a whole other level. But yes, it is classic Lucas, gray hoodie, basketball, walking down yes. the sidewalk. Yeah. And like... Quote. Are they... Is he, like, purposely meeting Keith here? I'm assuming that's what's happening. It was kind of a weird setup. I was like, wait, was he just randomly walking in the street? And he was like, oh, Keith. Or was he, like, meeting him there? Like, I was well, just... Well, so I think it was random, though, because Luke, Luke said, like, oh, like, you're early and you're underdressed. And oh, Keith was like, right. oh, I'm just kind of... I just wanted to, like, check on things. So I think it was random. I found it very... I found it a very odd setup. Mostly because this wedding came out of nowhere. I mean, yes. Like, it's one thing for them to be engaged, but, like, there was no, there's no lead up to this at all. There's no, like, Keith getting a venue or, like, the only other thing... than Dan buying her crap. Yeah, and, like, giving her the dress, like. Which is clearly just an antagonistic, like. Yeah, I didn't think that thing. was actually, like, a. No. A wedding thing that was all like, "Ooh, you're engaged." <laughs> right. Be a jerk. That was him being a dickwad. But this is like, and we knew that Keith asked Lucas to be his best man. But again, that was like the day of it meant nothing. But as we find out, like everyone's there, everyone's invited. Clearly, like everyone's helping with decorations. Deb and Karen are the bridesmaids, and like D- Karen is doing stuff with like the food and the all like. Every, like, the town was involved. Right? But we knew nothing about this. 
until this moment. And, like, there's not a massive time jump, is there, in between episodes? Like, I mean, like, in real life when it was airing? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Let's do a quick flip here. This was March 1st, 2005, and the other one was February 22nd. So, no. Yeah, so, like... That's that's another thing. If it had been like a weird gap, mm-hmm. I could have been like, okay, fine. But it's not. It's just they just decide to jump right into this wedding. Like, okay. Also, I mean, more about this later on, I suppose. But just as a general, does no one, not a single solitary person, find it suspicious that Jules has no one at this wedding? Like, straight up no one. Like, straight up no one. It, like, fine. She doesn't have her family there. Maybe she doesn't get along with her family. Maybe she doesn't care if they're present at the wedding. Fine. But she doesn't have a single solitary friend that she would invite to this wedding. That's not suspicious to you? And, like, so she ends up with Keith's, Keith's ex and Keith's ex? Right. Like, mm. Keith's ex and Dan's wife? the man who hired her to break her fiance's heart yeah like they're both I, like the related to keith somehow they're both it. related to dan somehow like just ugh. the the woman that is the reason that dan hired you in the first place because keith slept with her like you're you're just, I, just what <laughs> and no one's like hmm isn't it weird that jules doesn't know anybody else that she's just this single person all on her own with like not even a co-worker she wants to invite Right? That's what I was just going to say. I'm like, there had to have been, like, in, is she not working somewhere? Like, Right. Like, no one? No one. Hmm. Anyway. I just couldn't get past that. I know. Like, she doesn't even have an acquaintance. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's suspicious. Yeah. Sorry, guys. But yeah. Red flag. After, I don't know what happens after Keith um, and Lucas talk because okay, so yeah, that happens. All I can see is for to Nathan gets a phone call. Mm. It's Haley. Oh. Um, I guess it's early in the morning or something because he says something about how yeah. he didn't think rock stars get up that early or something. Yeah. Um, but basically, she is calling to let him know that they are going to be on TV, and she was just like, she wants him to know in case he wants mm-hmm. to watch because this is her music career and. It's important. Also, Haley did not know that Keith was getting married, which I mean, sure, she hasn't really been in touch with anybody, but like, Lucas wouldn't even like shoot her a text being like, BT dubs, Keith's getting married. I know, like, it's because again, it's really only a couple weeks that's passed since they got engaged. Right. Like, a month absolute tops. At this point, we have to assume Haley's been gone two weeks at least. I would think so. Right? Do we, you know? So, like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just... The whole timeline was very messy to me, and it just seemed odd. Yeah. Anyway, she is trying to figure out how she can make things better. Like, she wants to fix things with her and Nathan, and he's like, you can't. And I'm like, girl, you can't, but it's going to involve you probably coming home. (laughs) Well, because... And he's right. He's mad, because he's like, he literally, like, you're calling for this, but, like... Yeah you haven't called just to talk or like to sort things out or like any, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just like, Oof. yeah. Like if you want to fix this, probably calling him when you have something other than just like, Hey babe, I'm going to be on TV would be a start. Yeah. But anyway, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Then 
we get Jake and Peyton. Oh, yes. Yeah, and they're so cute. They're making out in bed. Jenny's, like, babbling, and Jake's like, oh, my God, she said a word. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, and then Brooke comes in, which is hilarious. Like, they're both just in bed together, and Brooke's like, hi, I might be rich again. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was so funny. So we find out that her dad has a job interview and is going golfing with some people who might hire him, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She's very excited. She leaves them to it. And then Jake is like, see, Jenny said dada. <laughs> anyway, they're very cute. It's adorable. I guess yeah. Jake moved back in. I don't know. Or at the very or least, just, like, yeah, they were staying the night. Yeah, staying the night, but like appropriate, like clothed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's not like Brooke walked in and they were both naked. Yeah, like it's it's like the old times when they were like, yeah, spending the night together, clothed. Yeah, because um, they're still going slow. <laughs> For now. <laughs> um, and then we get a scene with Lucas and Nathan at the house, and Nathan's just like raiding the fridge. It's actually hilarious. Like I, it's like Lucas just had him over to be like, yeah, just take all the food out of the fridge. It's cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously because Nathan quit his job in the last episode, so presumably has no money with which to buy himself food. Yes. <laughs> Correct. And um, they're talking a little bit about Keith, and Nathan's just like, I can't believe you're letting him go through with this. And Lucas is all like, oh, Jules just made a mistake. Like, is she supposed to live with that for the rest of your life? Rest of her life? And it's obviously supposed to be some, like, yeah. metaphor for Haley. Not even metaphor, really, but just, like, he's clearly talking about Haley. Yeah. Um, and then Deb comes in and it's like oh Nathan would you like some eggs and he's like I don't think you have any left <laughs> presumably because he stole them and then he just dips like doesn't say another word to her it's just like out well and it's so hard cause like part of me is like Deb do you not understand that you need a new approach like this isn't working but at the same time I'm just like oh she just cares and like just wants mm. to try and it's like oh to be fair she does ultimately figure out that she needs a new approach yes but it takes a bit of a situation <sighs> yeah so so first um Lucas ends up leaving the kitchen <laughs> Deb starts rooting through the cupboards which mm. by the way the kitchen cupboards mind you yes it just seems like a weird place <laughs> to stash your prescription pills in a house that presumably has an ensuite bathroom. And, like, I know she's probably trying to hide them from Dan, but, like, so there like, has to be somewhere else in that house other than the kitchen cupboards that you could hide these. Well, yeah, like, anywhere that's her spate, like, her dresser, her nightstand, right. her back-of-the-closet underwear or something. Yeah, man. like, something. I can think of so many other places to hide those pills. I know, right? Where someone wouldn't accidentally stumble upon them. No. Not that anyone needs to accidentally stumble upon them, because Lucas has learned from his father and loves to be a creeper who just spies on people. I, oh, I just was so... Oh. Yeah, he's just, like, watching her. More... Every, it's like every episode he becomes more and more like Dan. Or shows, shows that he's and more like, and more like Dan. I think what... <laughs> what really drives me crazy about the way they set up Lucas this way is that you're clearly supposed to be on Lucas's side. Yeah. Like that is what the show wants, wants from you. Right. Like you are supposed to be on his side, but like, no, you're supposed to be like, yes, Lucas, 
yeah. figure this out. But most of the time, I just think he's nosy and no yeah. better than his cat. Dislike. Yeah. Dislike. <sighs> then we go to Dan being all smug on Jules's balcony. Again, with the creeping. Right. He's just like sitting out there. Like, what if she didn't get up for three hours or like go right. outside for three hours? Like, what? Which, and, and again, like, to get with the logistics of this absurd show. <laughs> so, why is she going outside? Yeah, like, we don't even see that she's, like, picking up the paper or something. No, she just, I mean, maybe she, maybe that was her plan, and then she saw Dan there and just was like, screw that. <laughs> but, but again, either way, unclear. No, but he's bought her a present. Which is just a necklace, which I guess is supposed to be sapphires because he says something blue and I didn't really get a good look at it. But yeah, it looked super gaudy and hideous. And like, oh, yeah. Not that actually something that someone would want to wear, but yeah. Um, also, he's wearing all brown, which I found extremely distracting. <laughs> like he's wearing brown pants with a brown shirt. And I was like, <laughs> first of all, it is not the 70s. Second of all, they're not the same shade of brown. Not that that would... I don't know if that's better or worse, actually. It was just... I was very distracted by his brown... <laughs> his brown shirt. Oh, too much. Anyway. Jules is mad. She doesn't take the necklace. Dan is smug. That's basically that scene. Mm-hmm. So then we go to the cafe. And Andy... Where it looks like Karen is baking a bunch of mini quiches, which I'm assuming are for the wedding. This is what I'm saying. Like she, has, like she's in <laughs> is she charge. This? Yeah, because like... you see her later, like going in and out of the kitchen, and there's yeah. a rolling rack and all this kind yeah. of stuff. Like people were involved. Yeah. But Andy arrives, and he has dug up some dirt on Dan. He's mm-hmm. like, think he's having an affair with some lady called Emily Chambers. Karen's like, I don't know who that is. And he's like, well, he's paying her bills, he's paying her rent, he's signing personal checks for her, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Karen hilariously is like, oh, poor Deb. I'm like, poor Deb. Deb should have divorced his ass so long ago. Right. I mean, I do feel bad for Deb, but like, what was she expecting? Mm-hmm. Very, very true. But Andy decides, um, before they do anything anyway, he wants to find out, like, he wants to find Emily. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder where this is going. <laughs> so then, oh my god, we get this really hilarious, excellent scene of Nathan and Whitey in the liquor store. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Whitey's buying some booze. Nathan's buying some booze. Um, Whitey's just, like, laying into him. Well, that's also good, because, like, Nathan was like, come on, give me the speech already. Like, yeah. Me, me, and, like... Why does he ask that? He is just yelling at you. Like, <laughs> it's so funny though because he's like, "Oh, you're getting pretty good at the moody broody bit, aren't you? Like, are you trying to give Lucas a run for his money?" I know, I laughed <laughs> so hard. And then, um, and then he he gives him like actually like solid advice, even though he does it while he's kind of yelling at him, right? Yeah. Like, he's like, "It's easy to be happy when things are going well, but like taking your marriage seriously." is getting through it even when things are crap. Like, you might not like Haley right now, but she's still your wife, and that means something. Yeah. 
Um, and then, like, this is all happening while, like, Whitey's buying his alcohol. And then as he's leaving, he's like, his ID is fake, by the way. <laughs> well, because at first I was like, okay, Nathan is just, like, walking into this liquor store and, like, buying beer or whatever. Uh... And, I th- and, like, I don't even think I was, like, worried that, like, Whitey didn't say anything. Because I figured, like, obviously something would happen. But I was just like... We've also, how many times have we talked about how Nathan has, like, the babiest of baby faces? Like, Yeah, he really does. <laughs> that must be some seriously good fake ID. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to get into, to, to buy, I mean, I don't know what it's like in the States, to be honest. Um, but to buy liquor at clearly what is, like, a liquor mart. Yeah. That's, that's, it was clear that that's just what they sell. Yeah. Yeah, like it wasn't yeah, like grocery store Quebec a, style. No, yeah, like, it's one thing to get it at like a random, yeah, grocery store or something. Bodega kind of situation. Exactly. Or even another thing to like get into a sketchy club where they're not really yeah. that much. But like, I get ID'd when I buy Guinness to make chocolate cake. Do you? Yes, because I'm going there and I'm buying a single can of Guinness. Every time. And that merits being ID'd. See, to me, if somebody was coming in and buying a single can of Guinness, I'd be like, clearly they're using this for something. Like, no, what underage person is going in and buying one single can of Guinness? That's what I'm saying, right? So that would mean that I would have to be under 19. I'm not saying that I look my actual age, but I do not look under 19. I mean, I think that every single time I get ID'd, too. Like, but you I think feel I like... like I'm 18 years old? But I think it's because you're, like, a little bit shorter, shorter and slimmer, so you ha- naturally have, like, that slightly, like, younger look. But still, either way, like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Nathan's fake ID can't be that good. Although my sister used mine for a while and got away with it. I don't even feel like you guys look alike. I had much longer hair in my old ID picture. Um, Yeah, so basically when my driver's license expired, instead of cutting it up and throwing it away like you're supposed to, I just gave it to her. (laughs) Just some casual fraud. It's fine. I had a friend that used to do that, but that was because he actually was like, just to get into the club, he was underage. I mean, it was either do that or buy her alcohol for her. So this just saved me some time. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, this was never, he was never actually like buying alcohol. It was just so we could get into the club. Right. Anyway. But yeah. It was a tangent. But like, it makes it, because well, I mean, this whole time I have been wondering how Nathan's had so much alcohol, but I just assumed he was getting someone to buy it for him. Oh yeah, I actually hadn't thought that much about it because so much of teen shows just like brush past the fact that they are getting alcohol all the time. <laughs> Gossip and, girl like, much? With um, problems? Well, and like that, like that's just it, right? Because I mean, I guess that makes sense because they don't really have like that like older brother person like who would be twenty one. Yeah, that's that could true, be buying right? for them. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they don't really have any older people. Interesting. All right. And then we go back to Creeper Lucas. Yep, who is now snooping in the cupboard where Deb's pills were. Mm. Like, looking at the label. Yep. Um, 
Brooke just waltzes into this house. Because again, no like one she does everywhere. <laughs> so yeah, scares this the crap she's... out of him. <laughs> well, of course, because he's trying to be sneaky. Well, yes, because he's snooping. Um, but we find out that her new Safe Ride program is up and running. Mm-hmm. And she wants everyone at the wedding to know because it'll yeah. be like a good launch for it. And she's all like, oh, it's a shame that I won't be there to like let anyone know. And like she's clearly <laughs> angling to go to this wedding. Um, so she ends up talking Lucas yeah. into taking her as like a just <laughs> friends date. Yeah. Yeah. Because she just loves weddings. Barf. Yeah, a little bit, right? Like, I enjoy some weddings. I enjoy weddings on an exclusive basis. Like, <laughs> depends on the wedding. Yeah. But having just worked a wedding a couple days ago, <laughs> it was heinous. Yeah, not feeling it. Anyway. Not feeling it. For some reason, Brooke was not invited, but Peyton and Jake were. Yeah. It was just like a whole weird thing, for sure. (laughs) I just didn't understand that. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, Peyton's looking at her dress. (laughs) Brooke comes in wearing her dress. Um, which is questionable. Yeah. It's very, (laughs) I don't even know how to describe it. Sparkly 70s weirdness? Yes, that's actually a great way to describe it. Because it it was like, like a 70s-ish design, but like with a more, yeah, like, pastel-y coloring but there was like Not a even fair pastel. amount of orange so like yeah that's... yeah it was weird it was weird i didn't like it yeah um and yet somehow this was one of the dresses that she saved from her parents yard sale for unknown reasons yeah dislike yeah and but yes she's also there to let peyton know that she is going with lucas as friends mm-hmm. Because Brooke actually tells people things like this. <laughs> um, oh, except she hasn't told Felix. <laughs> because um, she says she's never had a guy friend and she just... Also, as we later find out, she's just not really feeling the Felix sitch anymore. Yeah. Um, I think there's a moment where she asks about Jake again and Peyton's like, yeah, we're still taking it slow. So mm-hmm. just so we all know they're <laughs> taking it slow. Yes. So despite the bed situation, just, just yeah. cuddles, just cuddles. Yeah. Which honestly, at this point in my life, I would take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, Lucas. I literally I, just have <laughs> Lucas being a nosy Nelly. I mean, like, here's the thing. It's funny because, like, again, I think we're supposed to be on his side here. 
Yes, he is concerned for Dip. Yes. He is worried that she has a problem. Which, which she, does. she does. But for some reason, I am on her side. And I'm just like, yep. Well, because she ends up saying, like, she's like, why were you spying on me? Valid question. Um, and she says, that's just what I need, an adolescent boy to solve all my problems. And I was like, touche. <laughs> Well, and because he comes in and he, you know, first he tries to be like, oh, like, you know, I know that Nathan thing was awkward. Don't try and no, 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 no. And then he's like, well, you know, like when I had my accident, I was given these pills, but like I couldn't even have them. Like my mom had to be in charge of them because like you could become addicted. And she was just like, mm-hmm. like yeah. <sighs> no. Which like, what are these pills from? I didn't actually look at at the label when Lucas it, was it definitely speaking. like had her name on it okay and it was like i don't think it was ox it might have been oxy it was some i don't know it was something but like why does she have these painkillers they are painkillers right yeah it was definitely some kind of like i don't think it was specifically like oxycodone but it was some sort of like oxycodone like something i couldn't see all the words okay. but like yeah i don't know where she got them like why is she prescribed these in the first place yeah it would have made more sense if she'd stolen dance pills yes but I'm sure it had her name on it. Weird. Because I feel like if it was, if it had Dan's name on it, then Lucas, like, he could have used that being like, hey, like, those were, or something, you know? Right. I don't know. Either way, like, it's funny because I feel like in the last episode, we were like, why isn't somebody intervening with Nathan? Like, he's clearly yeah. spiraling off an edge. But I think it's just that, like, it's not really Lucas's place to say anything to Deb like if he's concerned about her at least take it to his mom like I know they're not in a great place right now him and his mom but it seems like the kind of thing that that would override the situation right and that like Karen is going to be better equipped to deal with than Lucas well and like the other thing that I noticed remember how in whatever episode that was we were like oh it's so cute that Nathan always calls Karen Mrs. Rowe or Miss Rowe Mm -hmm. Lucas only ever calls Deb Deb and also, like, he's just living in their house. Which is I when she freaks Dan out and she's like, you are a guest like, in my house. Right. Like, I don't know. It was all just very weird to me. Because, yeah, like, even if they had just had some sort of conversation of him being like, oh, Mrs. Scott. But, like, that never happens. It's just He just always calls her Deb and refers to her as yeah. Deb. I don't know. It's not enjoying the Lucas. Anyways. <laughs> This is just the reg on Lucas podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anyway, we go to Karen and Andy who are getting ready. <laughs> uh, and they're just, I can't even remember how it comes around to this. Oh, he says something about like, do you still think we look weird? Like this looks weird together. And I was yeah. like, never looked weird, but whatever. Yeah. And then he says he loves her like in that way where it's really offhand. He clearly wasn't thinking when he said it because then he's yeah. like uh <laughs> that's not what i wanted to say that and he starts like rambling awkwardly and she like leaves him hanging for so long <laughs> so long but then she does say she loves him too yeah so and it's super cute it is really cute even though i want her to be with keith okay <laughs> But yeah, I know it's. I'm so conflicted because I do really like Andy. Like, mm-hmm. agreed. Yeah. Um. Oh yes, yeah, so then we go back to Jake and Peyton. He's waiting for her to 
get ready. Uh, and she comes out and he's all like, whoa. <laughs> Looking good. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, good thing we're taking it slow, right? And they're like, right. And then they start making out and you're like, oh yeah, they're going to bang. Yeah. They're just going to have quickie before the wedding. Go for it, kids. Yep. Enjoy yourselves. And then we get like a little montaginess. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, Keith's getting ready. Yes. Deb's, you know, looking into the mirror, but also looking at her wedding photo oh, with yeah. Dan. Barf. Um. Jules is like in her dress. Yeah, getting dressed. Um. Jake and Peyton are getting undressed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lucas picks up Brooke. Right. In a convertible, which is clearly the dealership car again. Yeah. And I was and, like, that is going to ruin her hair, but whatever. Right? Yeah. Like, she did that hair for this wedding, and now you're just going to pick her up in a convertible, so it's just a tangled mess when she gets there? Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there are practical concerns, okay? Yep. Um, but then, it, we, yeah, then it's like Peyton and Jake after, and they're just kind of talking about how they're happy. Yes. And also, um, they're like, oh, we're definitely going to be late. So then I think they just decide to go for round two if they're going to be late anyway. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we get Brooke and Lucas at the church. Yes. And. And like, clearly the reception is also at the church. I was also very confused by this. Like, I don't know. Is it in the basement? Like, is this a church basement reception? What's happening? It had really high ceilings for a basement. Yeah, it did. So and there was, not, there was like maybe a, there's like a like a hall kind of like yeah. reception hall off to the side or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, because there's like an ice swan and like t- like the tables that are all set up for like dinner clearly and like. Yeah. Again, people were involved. <laughs> yeah, like this is the thing. If it had just been like a small, they're going to city hall, or even like, even just a small wedding. If it had been small, I would have been like, okay. But this is like elaborate there are flowers and place settings and like yeah time went into this yep whatever it's fine yes. um so yeah Brooke and lucas are just just talking and this is when uh he asks about felix mm-hmm. and if like how they're doing and this is where we find out that Brooke's like, you know, he's really sweet, but lately she's been feeling really independent and doesn't even know if she wants a boyfriend anymore. Yeah. So Brooke and Felix are imminent yeah. ending mm-hmm. and I'm not mad about it. So yeah, let's, let's hurry that along. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Then we go to Haley and Chris. Ugh. So they're like getting ready to be on TV. Yeah. And um I don't know. Whatever guy is, I don't know what his role would be in this. Yeah, some kind of scenario. Pu- publicist manager or something. Yeah, he tells her to take off her wedding ring. Yeah, I feel like it was probably like a publicist of some kind because yeah. he was all about like the image and the this and the that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "No." <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, no, like you should let people think that you and Chris are a couple because it's a love song that you're singing and like basically that's what's gonna sell yep and Haley's like no yep 
Chris is trying to talk talk her into it, and he's like, think about what matters, and she's like, Nathan matters, and then he's like, then what are you doing here? And I was like, you know what? That's Correct. a fair question, Chris Demondo. Keller. Right. <laughs> and then it oh so cleverly cuts to Nathan, but like this zoomed in shot of his hand holding a remote and his wedding ring. Yeah. <laughs> and clearly so, he's like debating yeah, watching. Yeah, whether he's going to watch it or not. Yeah. But you know, curiosity and all, all that. Yeah. <laughs> so he does. Mm-hmm. Get a little bit of Gavin DeGraw first. Yep. <laughs> I guess he's on tour with them also. Something, I don't know. Um, and then... Haley and Chris are on. So now to be fair, the host guy, VJ, that's the one. Thank you. Introduces Haley as Haley James. And she does immediately correct him to say Haley James Scott. And then he asks if they're a couple and Haley's about to say no. And then Chris puts his arm around her and is like, the music never lies. Yeah, so it's that weird thing of, like, he didn't actually say anything. Right. But. But the implication is clear. Yes. And then, of course, it, like, cuts away immediately, so Haley doesn't have a chance to correct anything. Yeah. Unfortunately. Oh. Yeah. Again, I don't remember any of this. I don't remember this wedding. I don't remember this whole, like, I know, like, Haley and Chris Keller, but not this whole like weird nope. separated, falling apart, whatever. I don't remember any of this. Me neither. I don't remember a single <laughs> solitary thing about this episode. Ugh. Yeah. Alright, then we end up at the church. Ugh. <laughs> yes. I said ugh because it was just like everyone's arriving and Deb and Dan are there and then like Brooke and Lucas are there and Dan says something to Brooke about like save a slow dance for me Miss Davis and I was like well because she literally is like you right and in the in the IMDB trivia it's like this is the first time that like Dan and Brooke have ever exchanged words and you're like gross so weird and random and like no one wants to talk to him yeah but they end up talking about Dan Mm-hmm. And Lucas calls him his dad, and Brooke's like, "Oh, you've never, never called him that before." Yeah. Um, and he says something about like how he's like trying, trying it out or something, which is hilarious because I like I don't know why he's putting on this show for anyone other than Dan, and especially for Brooke. Like he didn't right. need to. Like, no, she is like. There's no way that she's gonna say anything to anybody. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, it's weird. And it's like, it didn't, it just like didn't even require him to say that. Like, that should be reserved for like times where it's just him and Dan. You know, so then he'd be like, oh, thanks, Dad. But like, yeah, like not in public like that. Yeah, I didn't get it. It's just, yeah. But whatever. Um, She's cold, so Lucas gives her his jacket and she finds his speech in the pocket. Great gonna be wonderful (laughs) i just it's just not my vibe oh it's not my vibe at all 
weddings, romance, speeches. Ugh. Yeah. I feel like I've said it on here before. If I ever get married, there will be no speeches. It gets so much worse. I know. In the meantime, though, (laughs) Lucas goes to find Keith. He was very nervous. Yeah. Um, but they just have like a, a good conversation. Mm-hmm. He like thanks Lucas for being his best man, tells him he's proud of him, all that jazz. Yeah. Um. And then Keith like sees Karen across the room because she's like setting things up because I guess she's just yeah planning and executing this entire wedding herself. I don't know. Yeah, she was doing stuff with the flowers and yeah. decorating like I guess like the cake table or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, she goes back into the kitchen and there's, like, carrots in a bucket and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, they talk a bit as well. And, you know, like, Karen's like, oh, it's good to see you happy. Like, Jules is so great. And he's like, yeah, I finally found my place in the world. And and he, like, thanks her for being so nice to Jules, I think. And this is when I was like, is it no one think it's suspicious that she has no friends? I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. So anyway, then when Karen goes back to the kitchen, Andy is just getting off the phone. And clearly something serious is up. Yeah. Um, but he just says he has to go pick something up, and he'll be right back. Yeah, because even Karen's like, right now? And he's like, right now. Like, I'll be back. But yep. like, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. And then we have to deal with this <laughs> wedding speech. <laughs> I'm going to preface that this is what I wrote down. Brooke and Lucas, Brooke sniffling, speech, barf talk. Yeah, so she's like (laughs) fixing her mascara because she read Lucas's speech and it made her cry. And like, yeah, like Lucas is like, oh yeah, like it was Dante and something, something, you know, we, you should have paid more attention in English class or something. And I, I just... Is Dante the person you'd pick for a wedding speech? Hmm. Right? What? Ever. And also, who's reading Dante in high school? Whatever. Yeah, again, I am not a good example of, like, what books get read in high school, because I didn't read them. But also, I just find it hilarious. But I don't feel like, like that would be one. No. Also, like, oh, I should pay attention to English. I mean, that would have been a translation, because... Yeah. Pretty sure it was written in Latin, but whatever. Italian or whatever whatever was happening at the time. I don't remember. Yeah, I feel like it's old enough to be Latin, but I don't actually have I any think idea. it's also old enough to be Latin, but I I cannot recall what the original language was. <laughs> Do we also have a book podcast? Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. It's just a famous author. It's fine. it's fine. Um but yeah, I was just like not having it and then no, thankfully I actually wrote down this is too much for me, please stop. Yeah. <laughs> But then eventually, Peyton and Jake show up. Yes. And, <laughs> and Brooke immediately knows. She's like, you two had sex. And they're like, oh my god, we're in a church. Yeah. And I love it because Brooke was like, if I can tell, he can tell. And she yeah, like, like, points like, out. Point <laughs> <laughs> I love Brooke Davis. <laughs> oh, man. And then we go to... I don't know what Whitey's role is in this entire scenario. I'm not going to lie to you. He's a he's a groomsman. Oh, is that what he is? Okay. 
Great. Yeah, because anyway. that's why, right? Because he stands, like, it's Keith, and then Lucas is the best man, and then Whitey stands up there. Okay. Standing I was up. clearly yeah. not paying attention. I just, like, he was putting on a bow tie, and he's complaining about it because he hates being in black tie. Well, because um, Whitey asks, like, where yes. Keith and Dan's parents are, yes. and they're off on a safari in Africa or something. Mm-hmm. And Keith says, so, like, you're all that I have. In kind of that, like, parental fatherly thing. And Whitey makes some sort of thing about, like, oof, that's all you got, we're in trouble, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Which, like, see, this is where I'm like, okay, maybe Keith is blinded by Jules's lack of anyone in her life. Mm -hmm. Because he also has a lot of crappy family people in his life. But, like, he also has friends. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not a small wedding. And they're all on his side. Yeah, like, has he never wondered what she does when they're not together like is she working is she going out with friends like what is she doing does she have a fake job because the whole point is that dan's paying for for everything so yeah i can't imagine that he would just be like cool i'm gonna like marry this like lady scrub i don't know like i just yeah and again not the like and just because in the way we're like obviously like people don't always have jobs but like it just seems weird that like it's never been a conversation. Yeah. That like what like what is she doing? Mm-hmm. And if and if she's unemployed, like fine, but like that's never even been. Oh yeah, like I'm between jobs or like something. Right. Like you'd think it would still be a conversation. Yeah. That they have. Yeah. I don't know. Again, yeah. Like we just literally know nothing. Nothing. I don't know. Anyway. Yikes. <laughs> so much yikes all around. Yeah. Then oh God. Nathan shows up. He starts like yelling at the window. I don't know how he knows which window to be yelling at because he's very drunk. Well he seemed to kinda of, like know the conversation that Keith and Whitey were having because what he said sort of tied into like what like what he started talking off kind of tied into like what and you're just like what's happening? I just assumed that Nathan started drunkenly yelling about like don't do it. Yeah, it's all a lie. It's not gonna last. <laughs> oh, so then Dan comes out and like starts yelling at him. Mm-hmm. Nathan's like you. Sh- Shut up. You're a hypocrite. I know what you did. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, Deb comes out. Then Nathan's asking Dan if he hired Chris, too. And I was like, oh, dear. Yeah. Which is when Lucas steps in and is like, do not do this right now. Yeah. Don't do this to Keith. Not here. Like, let's go. Yeah. <sighs> So then Nathan tells Lucas about Haley and Chris on TV and how they said they were together and blah, blah, blah. And then Nathan promptly throws up. Yeah. Yeah. Because he must have just pounded those. Well, because um, he's yelling, but then like Dan come like, right? Like, because Dan and Deb are there. Yeah. But because um, what does he say? Because, yeah, Lucas says he doesn't believe that, like, they're actually together. But there's just, like, right. tiny moment. And Lucas, uh, Nathan is like, I'm hurting. And Lucas is like, I know. And he's like, no. Like, I'm going to vomit. And you're just like, yeah. oh. Yeah. Like, 
Um. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just too much. It's just so much with everyone, and they're all just there, and like I couldn't, I just couldn't. But then, Brooke is very excited. Yes, because they get to use her her service to send Nathan home. Yeah, <laughs> which is hilarious. I'm like, oh, Brooke. I know. Um, and then Andy shows up and he's like, we have a problem. And Karen's like, I know, like Nathan's a mess and like all this is going on. He's like, no, no. Yeah. (laughs) Emily Chambers is Jules. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, and so then of course, like, of course you see like Jules arrive and it's just like, oh, Mm -hmm. and they have like a weird camera angle to be like, oh, (laughs) But Karen goes to talk to her, obviously. Obviously. And calls her out. She's like, Emily. And then she's like, did Lucas tell you? And you could tell Karen was like, what? Well, like, well this, was, this scene was so hilarious to me for so many reasons. Because first of all, Jules doesn't even seem remotely surprised that this information has gotten to Karen. No. The issue is that Karen's like, I know you're having an affair with Dan. <laughs> She was like, no. (laughs) But then, of course, Karen's like, but he's paying for everything. Like, what is all this about? And then, like, Karen has that moment of just, like, epic realization that this is about Keith. Like, he's trying to get back at Keith, destroy Keith, whatever. And then she calls her a whore. Which, by the strict definition yes we've had this is not entirely inaccurate but it's just well i don't condone throwing the word whore around yes not entirely incorrect i do appreciate feisty karen (laughs) i always appreciate feisty karen who gets feistier yep because jules is like no like it's real like dan Mm -hmm. you know said that we didn't have to whatever and it's so bad because of course Karen is like how could you put Keith through that like with everything Mm -hmm. that he's been through and then Jules says it back to her like you mean what you put him through (sighs) then Karen slaps her slaps her right across her face and as much as I hate to give Jules credit she does say, like, you didn't want him. Yep. Like, let him be happy. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I guess that's true. Yeah, I know. I was also a little annoyed by that as well. <sighs> Cause it's just I still think she kind of deserved to be slapped, though. So. Oh, yeah. In the moment, slapping was required. For sure. <laughs> um, but what she said afterwards was not yes. incorrect. Not, yes. It's a lot of <laughs> things that were not incorrect being said here. <laughs> yeah. Um... Then we get a lovely little moment of levity with Brooke and Peyton. Because <laughs> Brooke's like trying to get the dirt on how everything was with Jake. And she's like, blink once if it was good and twice if it was really good. So then Peyton just like blinks at her like nonstop. Blinks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's funny. Um, Karen comes out and joins Andy. And it's like, apparently she really loves him so I guess we're just gonna have to trust her on this yikes yeah so then we see 
Jules getting ready with her veil. The music starts. Yeah, they've got the like Keith Lucas yeah. and Whitey are. Yeah. Um, Dan is just, just sitting alone on in a pew, smirking and being a jerk. Yeah. Um. And then, oh yeah, no, then the music starts. The like. Yeah. The bridal music. Mm-hmm. The wedding march. I don't even know what song it Correct. is. Okay? The wedding march. Never, whatever song it is that they always use at the weddings. Yes. And it is taking too long for her to show up. Yeah. And Dan is looking like a smug. Oh, master. it's Smirk City. Don't like it. Because obviously like everyone's it. watching the door where Jules is supposed to be arriving. Like they're all facing yeah. the back of the church. And Dan's just like staring at Keith. Um, and then I don't know why Andy is the one to come in and let everyone know that she's left, but he is. Because everyone else, like, everyone else who apparently is important, Deb, Karen, Keith, Whitey, like, they're all up there. Oh, right. So the only other people, and then no everyone one. else is in the pew is, like, the, the, sort of, like, the people that were in the kitchen that we saw in a, in a vet. Like, there's no one else. But it is weird that, like, Andy wouldn't have just, like, gone and sat down with somewhere. Like. Yeah, it's weird kind of weird yeah why isn't he sitting where dan is sitting like presumably that's yeah the family section yeah whatever (laughs) yeah uh keith asks for lucas's car keys which lucas gives him whatever he runs out karen goes after him lucas goes after them um dan goes after them (laughs) everybody's outside now everybody Lucas obviously goes after Dan because he's like, you said you were going to leave them alone. Yeah. Which is when Karen is like, actually, I threatened to tell Keith because we found out what you did. Mm-hmm. Dan tries to blame Karen, which I'm like, this is patently absurd. Like, in what universe is Karen responsible for this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. I just, I just... Yep. So then, Lucas is upset. He looks sadly down at his speech. Oh, my... And he, like... Tosses it dramatically in the Willfully crumples it and, like, ugh, I just... And then there's a camera. The camera zooms in on the speech cards, like, on top of the pile of trash. Yeah, it's all, like candy wrapper I'm like ugh I laughed <laughs> so stupid <laughs> we go to Nathan who's having a sad bonfire on the well, beach because, but then but while this is happening it's the voiceover of Lucas reading his speech oh that's right yes which again course. I did not listen sense. to a word neither did of. I not a single solitary word of it nope <sighs> so Nathan's burning there wedding board yeah um and then we get like another little like montage thing while lucas is saying his speech mm-hmm. um keith goes back to the apartment uh looking for jules just finds her dress there mm-hmm. we see jules crying in her car um still wearing the engagement ring yeah unclear so she leaves I mean, the... maybe she's gonna sell it right i'm just saying i don't know um, 
Karen's sitting in the church. Yes. And Andy finds her. Yeah. And she's like, what have we done? And I'm like, nothing. Nothing. You've done what any literal, normal, good human being would have done. Yeah. She's like, I need to see Keith. And you're like, oh, great. Is this the end of... Is this what happens here? I I don't know. Yeah, it could be. But I don't know. But the way she was like, I need to see him. Yeah. As if Andy would be mad. Yeah. Which, like, in this situation, I don't actually think he would be. No, But just the way she said it, like, that's what I think was implied. Was the, like... I know we're together, but I have to go see him. But, you know, like... Yeah. Yeah, you need to go check on your friend of 30-something years. Yeah, probably. It was weird. It was weird. I didn't like the vibes in that that interaction. Well, because then Dan is pouring himself champagne. Oh, yeah, and champagne. licking icing off the cake. Right. Which is a thousand percent a fake cake, because you can see the way the light is kind of coming through what are <laughs> yeah. obviously full layers. I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's just say Jen's made a wedding cake or two. Yeah, um, and is allowed to judge. Like, does not come through them that way. You know what? I don't even find if it is a fake cake. Yeah, but just like, like make that it is look better. Do. Yeah, but then maybe Dan shouldn't be licking icing off of it. Okay, but then he, like, knocks the groom over, the little bride and groom, on top of, like, the wedding toppers. Like, he's just, like, is he a literal Disney villain? Yes, because then he says, one down. Yeah. And then you see him looking at Deb in the distance, one to go. And then he fully goes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what? You're like, what is happening here? <laughs> Oh my god. But then also I had so many questions about where everybody was in all of these. Like, yeah, it was what super, time is it? It was super weird because like, yeah. everyone left? Karen was like in the pew area yeah. of the church. Dan was wherever the wedding cape reception yeah, area reception. was. But like, shortly after we see Brooke and Lucas in the yes, reception area was, too, like, I don't know. Question. Why is anyone still there? Right. Why haven't you all gone home? Aside, like, literally, aside from Karen, maybe because she actually seemed to be in charge of the food and probably would have to tear down. Right. And, like, like, at least when we see Deb, she is clearly getting ready to go home. Yeah. But also, like, she fully looks at Dan, and I'm like, did you not see what just happened there? Yeah, he fully, like, maniacally laughed and, like, like, just, like, and he's drinking champagne. Even if she didn't hear or see anything else. You gotta see that he's... They have eye contact. Like, you could see that he's, like, drinking champagne. <laughs> and then... Then just to, like, keep making things worse. Yeah. Peyton and Jenny get home. Yep. We think that she's, like, it's all cute and whatever. Yep. And then apparently Jenny says, Mama. Mm-hmm. And effing Nikki is there. I knew she was going to be in this episode because I saw her name in the credits cast Ugh. list for this episode. So, yikes. Guess we, like... Nathan's still burning shit. Nathan is burning Polaroids? Except that it was very clearly in that one shot not an actual real Polaroid. Yeah, because I feel like that would be pretty toxic. But also just like it's clear that for prop reasons. Yeah. They've just cut 
an actual photo and like taped it to i mean maybe a real actual polaroid thing because he like, definitely yeah polaroid. he definitely has like the stack of the other photos because he ends up yes. holding still but that yeah that one i don't know like because no, they realistically they I actually, wouldn't have... I actually went back <laughs> to look because i thought like it, it went so quickly and i was like that didn't look real and i went back and i was like it's not real <laughs> <laughs> bullshit yeah anyway it's pretty funny but yeah, that I'm sure that um, he was releasing some very toxic smoke into the air. I don't think it would have been great. No. Deb shows up. Yeah. And basically she's like, I want you... Something about like how she wants him to be happy in a way she hasn't been happy for a really long time or something. Because that's been her whole thing, all this stuff, yeah. right? Like, you know she wants him to be happy but nathan keeps saying like you don't want me and Haley to be happy like that yeah. they've had that like happy discussion <laughs> a lot and so then she finally acknowledges like yeah you're right like i want i do want you to be happy in a way that like you're also right i haven't had in a long time so she gives him a lot of cash and tells him to go get Haley. yes and like does he again i have no idea i don't know but he does just take the cash and leave <laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> uh, thanks, mom. Bye. Oh boy. <laughs> then we go back to the venue where Brooke and Lucas are still there for inexplicable reasons. Correct. Correct. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they were just like trying to shoot this entire episode all at once, and they only wanted to be on this one location. I don't know. We yeah, find like, out. It could have been that, anywhere. Whatever. Yeah. It's weird to me. Like, why not dropping her? I don't. Anyway. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't have his car anymore. But that doesn't mean that someone wouldn't have given them a ride home. Right. Or that Brooke didn't set up an entire safe rides program that surely they could use even if they didn't require. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. What? Anyway. We find out that Brooke's dad has gotten the job. Yay! Yay! It's in California. Boo. And they're moving next week. No! I'm like, that's fast, man. Yeah. Anyway, she doesn't want to go. Everyone's sad. And I think that's how it ends, right? That is how it ends, yeah. Womp. Yep. <sighs> I yeah. just don't even know. Right? Yeah. Oh, man. What an episode. Right? Yeah. The only thing that I had for the most high school was the fact that the guy driving the safe ride car had, like, um, what is it? Like a letter, letter, whatever jacket. Mm. <laughs> I was like, because you don't see that often out of high school. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there wasn't really anything else. No. You could say for that, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't really have anyone new, um, aside from, again, that weird publicist guy. And then Nick Zano, who was playing himself as an MTV, MTV VJ. But I know him more from <laughs> oh, the Amanda Bynes show 
yeah. what I like about you. It was it was Amanda Bynes and um, nine hundred two one zero, the blonde one. Oh my god, not Tori Spelling, oh. but the other one, Jenny Garth. Jenny Garth. Yes. Jenny Garth. Yeah. They were like sisters or something, and then he was Jenny's boy. I can't remember, but he was also then Max's boyfriend for a while on Two Broke Girls. Okay. Um, I never watched either of these shows. Well, you should watch Two Broke Girls. It's good. It's fun. Um, I love uh, Kat Dennings and Beth Bear. Yeah, actually. I also really like Kat Dennings. And it has a... <sighs> What's her face? Is it Jennifer Coolidge? Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. And just, you know, as broke girls who bake, it's, you know, on brand for... <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um did you have who did you have for most annoying? Honestly, I just don't know. I picked Lucas. Yeah, that's valid. <laughs> Cuz he was creepy and then even at the end when he's like mad at Karen and just so like he just has that like you know like the way he's scrunching his face and just his whole yeah, the whole when he's talking to Deb about the thing and he's so condescending you know what it, I was gonna say, it, than he's always and... a little bit condescending. I'm like, who do you think Yeah, you are, sir? And when I say sir, I mean boy. Yeah. And I, I do. I think now that you've said that, I think that is exactly, there's always a little edge of condescension to the way he interacts with people. Yeah. And it's very annoying. So much. Yeah. Um, did you have a song of the episode? Um, I mean, when they, um, when Peyton and Jake fall into bed together in the middle of the episode and they go to that montage, they're playing uh, Sidewalks by Story of the Year, mm-hmm. um, which I think was the most, which one was playing at the end? It was a Ryan Adams song. So oh, like, okay. Cool. But that again, one. it wasn't yeah. like anyone that I would have called like the Ryan Adams song or like, right. uh, it was just like some random Ryan Adams song. Whereas Sidewalks kind of... Immediately I recognized it. Yeah, and it was like a song that everyone... Mm-hmm. And then and like, like you a got special that little... like, acoustic version. Yeah. And it just like, I, I mean, I just kind of... I think I was just excited that Jake and Peyton were... Yes. Hooking up, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there was that also. Um, and then we do get a little bit of Chariot by Gavin DeGraw on right. the TV there when yeah. he's... So like, we get a different Gavin DeGraw song. Um, but no, I think it was sidewalks. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you have a quote of the episode? Honestly, there were quite a few in here that I enjoyed. I'm not going to lie. Um, I mean, everything Whitey says to Nathan in, <laughs> in the liquor store is hilarious. I do love when he says you're getting pretty good at the moody birdie bit, aren't you? Trying to give Lucas a run for his money. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it's hilarious. Um, but I also really enjoy when Deb says to Luke about like that's just what I need an adolescent boy to solve all my problems oh yeah <laughs> so I think it's between those two which hilariously both of them are ragging on Lucas <laughs> to a certain degree oh. <laughs> did you have a different one I did um I had when Brooke says because like when she tells Peyton that she's going with Lucas and like they're friends whatever and Peyton's clearly like mm, a little hesitant uh, she says, come on, love triangles are so last season, which like is a play on her fashion appreciation, yeah. but also is 
straight up yes last season on the show yeah. wordplay <laughs> nice that yeah. was a good one and as we've mentioned uh we literally have no idea what happens now yeah <laughs> yeah no idea no idea no obviously like the aftermath and the fallout of all of right. this but you know so, so i'm look- guessing something with like nikki and yes jenny but then like other than that no so yeah there's gonna be some obviously some fallout from nikki and all of that there is um obviously gonna be some fallout from jules leaving keith the altar and everyone finding out that nonsense the truth yeah um, I'm assuming maybe something with Brooke and Felix where maybe that relationship is ending. Well, I'm just figuring out what's happening with Brooke too, right? Because in theory at this point she's moving. Right. Yes. Um, and then of course everything with Nathan and Haley and what's going to happen with that. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. What happens with that? No idea. No idea. <laughs> so I guess everyone's going to have to tune in next week and we're going to find out. We'll see you then. Bye.